Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. On our Congress, people who you will hear argue that there is simply no legislative purpose for this committee, for this investigation, or for this subpoena. In fact, there is no doubt that Mr. Bannon knows far more than what he said on the video. There is no doubt that all hell did break loose. Just ask the scores of brave police officers who were injured that day protecting all of us. I find it interesting uh, that Representative Liz Cheney can make such a statement. She knows that Steve Bannon knows more. But they had the debate yesterday and the House voted 229 to 202 regarding the subpoena of Steve Bannon to hold him in criminal contempt. So what happens next? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. Representative Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd, part of the leadership in the United States House of Representatives. And he, as the stories have been reported repeatedly, led the effort for the Republicans. And the quote, sir, from you, Steve Bannon was a private citizen before, after, and during January 6th. So why is the select committee interested in Steve Bannon? It's simple. He's a Democrat. Democrat Party boogeyman. This was your conversation yesterday on the House floor. He may be a boogeyman, but can the House actually subpoena him? Are they in the wrong for even trying? Well, yeah, yes. I mean, this this whole thing is a sham investigation, and yesterday the Democrats proved it once again. The Democrats and their best friend Liz Cheney and the biggest rhino in Congress, Adam Kinzinger went to the floor, and they, they've led the fight in just four days they, or three days. They, they passed a motion to hold Steve Bannon in contempt. Not, so, nothing like this, Tony, has ever happened this quickly before. Anytime anyone has ever been held in contempt by Congress, there was a process involved. In many cases, it, it would take over a year to get to that point. And they did it in three days, holding Steve Bannon in contempt because he told the committee to go fly a kite when they subpoenaed him. Uh, for no no other reason than the fact that he is a political figure who the Democrat and the left hates, they subpoenaed him, and because he said all hell was going to break loose. Now, one thing I didn't get around to saying yesterday, but a, a really important point to make, Adam Kinzinger, who uh, also spoke on the floor uh, uh, right after I did, it, it's been well reported that um, that Adam Kinzinger, after January 6th, told, told everybody in the media that would have him on, um, on all of the, all the programs they went on, that he brought a gun to work today, work that day on January sixth, because he knew something bad was going to happen on January sixth. So how, how then can you hold a guy in contempt who said on his radio program that all hell is going to break loose when you knew that all hell was going to break loose and he brought a gun to work that day? I mean, the audacity in all of this is pretty thick, uh, Tony. It's not lost on on, uh, on on most of us. It's not lost on most of the American people that this sham investigation is politically charged. They're not interested at all in getting the facts about what happened on January 6th to make sure that never happens again. They're only they're only focused on settling political scores. Before, before we go on, sir, Representative Adam Kinzinger of Illinois brought a gun to the Capitol. I had not heard that before. Isn't that in violation of certain rules of, uh, on the Hill? Well, it, 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 t- taking a, I don't think he took it onto the onto the floor, but he brought it into his office. I think I think the rules allow a lot. 
at least then they allowed him to do that. I don't know if the Democrats have changed that rule as well. But the, the larger point is that they're attacking Steve Bannon for predicting that something bad was going to happen on January 6th when Adam Kinzinger predicted that something bad was going to happen on January 6th. And this Never is where... mind that intelligence reports told us weeks before January 6th that something violent was going to happen that day. And they and the Democrat and the the, the the leadership of the Capitol Police and Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, they they ignored the intelligence that told us something violent was going to happen. But they want to hold a guy in contempt because he predicted on his political podcast that all hell was going to break loose. And this is where I want to bring it to you because Representative Cheney has been in this very strange mode of saying, well, it's clear that Steve Bannon knew more because he teased more. And it's clear that we have to go after him because by saying he, he by saying all hell would break loose, he clearly did this. It's very much show me the man, I'll show you the crime. It's very much uh, this this. Uh, almost wishing it to be so, to be so. And this, of course, about January 6th and the riots that that took place. And to say all hell is going to break loose, I know that the guys who created the Fire Festival said it was going to be the greatest concert of all time, and it was a complete and total disaster. Sometimes you got it right, and sometimes you get it wrong. It doesn't seem to me like to be something that you can hold up a, a, an entire investigation based upon it. How much of this investigation, this January 6th committee, is based on facts that they know and how much of it is based on, in your view and in the view of the Republican Party, based on trying to hunt for facts that they can then utilize as political weapons? It's all about that. It's all about politics. It's all about going after Donald Trump and any Republican who supported Donald Trump, not just members of Congress, but any Republican nationally who supported Donald Trump. This is all about attacking you. And I might be the one taking the heat on Capitol Hill, but this is all about you. If you supported Donald Trump, they want to demonize you. They want to attack you. They want to tear you down and they want to ruin your life because of it. But furthermore, Tony, what's important to what's important to recognize in all of this is that Congress is not a law enforcement body. We don't have that power, but that's what they're operating as in this select committee. They've turned it into a law enforcement effort. And we don't have the subpoena power to go subpoena people for law enforcement reasons. The only the only power that we have in this institution to subpoena someone is for legislative purposes. But they've they've turned this into a witch hunt to go after their their political opponents. And uh, yesterday was the was the biggest example of that that we've seen to date. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third, he leads the Republican Study Committee, part of the leadership in the House of Representatives. You have the January 6th committee deciding to subpoena Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon doesn't pay attention to the subpoena. They now hold him in criminal uh, contempt. Let's go to the other side of this. This 229 to 202 vote. Isn't there an argument to be made, regardless of how fast it came? that if you don't hold him in criminal contempt, what you're saying uh, to people in the future is you don't have to listen to a congressional subpoena? I don't think so at all. I mean, I, I think it's very clear that in this case, the, the, because of the sham nature of this investigation and the fact that, the, that the, the members of this select committee and Nancy Pelosi are using this uh, committee for a political witch hunt purposes, um, I, I, I can't imagine why, why anybody would want to participate in, in that type of activity, which is why I question there were there were six or seven Republicans. I think all, all, all of them also voted to impeach Donald Trump. But but they they voted against this 
committee and called it a sham a few months ago, but then yesterday they voted to hold Steve Bannon in contempt, which seems like a pretty significant flip-flop to me. Either you think the the committee is a sham or you don't. If you think it's a sham, how could you go along with participating in the activity of holding anyone in contempt of Congress, especially a private citizen? Uh, That's a big part of this as well. I mean, as as you already said, I mean, Steve Bannon was a private citizen before, after, and the day of January 6th. And this is unprecedented to hold someone in contempt of Congress who was a private citizen. If we, if, if we only have subpoena power to subpoena someone for legislative purposes, uh, upholding our oversight rights as an institution over the federal government, then it's one thing to hold the head of the IRS in contempt. It's a whole other thing to hold a private citizen in contempt, especially for making a, uh, a statement on a political podcast like All Hell is Going to Break Loose, when a lot of other people, including uh, including our intelligence reports, also predicted that all hell was going to break loose. Yesterday, you had the Attorney General Merrick Garland in front of the House Judiciary Committee, and you had Congressman Louis Gohmert, Republican of Texas, saying to the Attorney General, we're holding people in in pretrial confinement. Look, I was a judge. It never dawned on me to do uh, such a thing. And these are the people who were arrested regarding January 6th who have not yet had a trial. Has there been a conversation in Congress amongst Republicans, amongst any Democrats, that while they may agree that January 6th was terrible, what's happening to these people who have been arrested is absolutely un-American? Yeah, that's one of the conversations that those of us who were appointed by minority leader Kevin McCarthy to serve on this select committee, those are questions that we wanted to ask along the way that we were denied the opportunity to have that conversation. Again, you're pointing out a very significant point, Tony, that that is not the conversation that Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Kinzinger. That's not the conversation that they want to have. They want to go after Steve Bannon. They want to go after the, the political nature of all of this, go after Donald Trump, even though, even though the FBI told uh, Reuters widely reported that the FBI told leaders in Congress, now they're now uh, some of these leaders are denying it, but it's reported by Reuters that the FBI uh, briefed leaders of Congress and told them that there was no coordinated effort on January 6th. And that's been widely reported by Reuters, uh, a, a news service, that the FBI told leaders of Congress there was no coordinated attack. So never mind that. This select committee has turned into a witch hunt. We, all, we, all, we already knew it was a sham process to begin with. But the fact that they don't want to talk about due process rights or they don't want to talk about the breakdown of security that happened on January 6th that allowed this travesty uh, to happen to begin with and talk about what to do to fix it so it never happens again. They don't want to talk about any of that because it distracts from the, the witch hunt nature of what they're up to. So that gets us into where the the real divide is and where you, you hear the, the cultural elite try and make the claim that the Republican Party doesn't care about January 6th. They don't care uh, that it happened. They're happy that the, the, the riot happened and they're trying to cover it up. Congressman Banks, you trying to cover up January 6th? Yeah, of course not. In fact, uh, uh, from the outset, the moment that Kevin McCarthy appointed me as ranking member of this select committee to investigate January 6th, I made it very clear that our mission was to investigate the breakdown of security and the lack of leadership at the top of the United States Capitol Police that had intelligence weeks before January 6th and didn't act upon it. We had the head of the the Capitol Police Union told us that they weren't prepared for what was going to happen on January 6th by their leadership. 
They weren't uh, informed about what was going to happen. They weren't equipped for what was going to happen, even though they had intelligence. The highest ranking members of the Capitol Police had intelligence that something was going to happen. Here's something else that happened just a couple of weeks ago. A high-ranking Capitol Police whistleblower came forward and, and wrote in a very detailed letter about, the, about what happened on January 6th and the fact that nothing since January 6th has, has happened to fix it, to fix this breakdown of leadership, to fix the, the, na- the nature of the failed leadership that left the Capitol vulnerable on that day. A whistleblower came forward, and a lot of media outlets uh, reported about it. The whistleblower said, I will be happy and willing to testify before the select committee. I'll come before the select committee and, and, and provide them all of the facts that I laid out in my letter as a whistleblower. And he tweeted, it was, actually, he told a reporter yesterday in the middle of the debate on the floor, uh, this was reported by Politico, that the select committee has never reached out to the Capitol Police whistleblower to have him come and testify. That tells you that they are not interested at all in preventing another January 6th uh, from happening, they're only interested in furthering their political narrative and attacking their political enemies. It became very clear in that hearing with with Merrick Garland before I, I let you go, the Attorney General, that uh, the Republicans plan on discussing with Merrick Garland his work in going after parents regarding school boards, and that Democrats plan on going after Merrick Garland to be engaging in further investigation of January 6th, meaning that uh, everyone has staked out their political uh, positions and utilizing the DOJ, either utilizing it or using it as, as hey, this is the problem, uh, this is the, the issue. Has anyone in the Republican Party discussed, hey, here's how we think we should handle future possibilities of a January 6th? Has anybody put forth any legislation towards uh, this as a bolster to the conversation that you were just having about what we should be looking into? Yes, 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 yes. Rodney Davis, who is the ranking member of the House Administration Committee, has put forward legislation to reform the leadership of the United States Capitol Police to provide better avenues for intelligence gathering to be shared with different uh, 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 branches of the federal government, law enforcement. On top of that, Tony, we have a duty. When we get the majority back uh, in the midterm election, which I, 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 every day it becomes more clear that that's going to happen because of the dysfunction of the Democrats and their failed socialist policies they're pushing on this country. When we get the majority back, we've got to hold people accountable, like, like uh, Garland, um, others in the federal government who abuse their, intelli- who abuse their uh, surveillance powers, who abuse their federal law enforcement powers, and we've got to look at ways that we can reform the, uh, the, 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 the Department of Justice to make sure that this, this type, these types of activities never happen again. Congressman Jim Banks, I, I want to make sure we are clear. I was asking about policies that prevent future riots that have uh, that maybe change the way security happens at the Capitol. Has that been addressed? But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. opposed to making changes yeah. to the Department uh, of Justice. We will have this conversation in the future as well. Congressman Jim Banks, uh, head of the Republican Study Committee, I from the Indiana Third District. I appreciate you taking the time. We've got a lot more to get to. I'm Tony Katz.